0: Thank you, Father, for this day. Again, an opportunity to share and be a conduit of your word, your truth, your knowledge, your wisdom. Father, you bless me by allowing me to do this so that I might bless others and give them an opportunity to be saved, Father God. There are those that listen that are believers, but, Father, this is to do and be about your business, to draw the others to say, I will, I do, let's go and repent and take Jesus as the Lord and Savior, have you as your Heavenly Father, and become heirs and joint heirs with the Kingdom of Heaven, Father, that you have offered to us. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity. Abba Yahweh aman, Yeshua aman, parakitos aman. I really, really, really enjoy when readings and things come into confirming alignment. And again, I'll remind you because there are those that misunderstand, they think that it's saying, oh yeah, see I was right and you were wrong or see I told you I was right. It's got nothing to do with that. A confirmation simply means that the direction or the process is as it should be. We are told to be of like mind and like spirit in God and in our faith. We are to lift each other up, exhort one another, and pray for one another, and be like-minded. And that's what this is about, confirmation. It's not just to say, I'm right. Confirmation. I've shared this with you before. I drove commercially for many, many years, a long time, a quarter of a century, actually driving from coast to coast and border to border. So confirming my direction, I would look at a road map or if I didn't use that and I knew the highways and had those in my mind and I would go and sometimes make an exit and get off and to make sure I was going the right direction, to confirm, I would check the mile markers, yardsticks, and look at the road signs to make sure that I was going the right way, also confirming looking at my fuel gauge, how much fuel I had left, the next truck stop, knowing where those were also located in those years I had remembered them. So I would get confirmation by checking the road signs. Remember this, that God confirms things by his directional signs. He gives those to us and also have faith that sometimes the detour is the road. Might take a detour. God directs you to take a detour. The Holy Spirit guides you on the detour. But that is the road that God wants you on. You have to have faith in that. The other thing we have to have faith in is that God tells us that He will never leave nor forsake us. I love this. Um, I love the confirmation because I get it from two different readings and two different teachers and directions, but. This talks about the sovereignty of God. And if you look and you break down the word, the last five letters of the word are rain. And the word sov, sov, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, direct, because it's made of two different words, means super or above all. So above all rain or above all... Leadership is the sovereignty of God. In Acts 2, Peter points that out. But you have to remember that God is sovereign over all things. There's nothing to be afraid of. We should not fear. When we talk about the crucifixion of Jesus... The Jewish leaders weren't in control of the events. They thought they were. But that's the way the arrogance of mammon operates. We think that we are in control. The reality is that we are not. This whole thing that's going on with all this stuff in the world today, they think that they're in control. This thing that was going on in our own country, thinking that they were in control, they are not in control. Not in control. So the Jewish leaders they weren't in control, Pontius Pilate he wasn't in control. The soldiers that took him and led Christ up to the mount, they weren't in control. Everything was under the control of God. Jesus was delivered to his crucifixion the determined purpose and knowledge of God but they had decided that I don't want our creation to be destroyed I don't want to repent of this creation we made them we flooded the earth because of their lack of repentance their lack of uh, control their lack of and it was the control over one another their lack of controlling their anger their derisiveness, their hatred and their Their lusts and their, they had no control. They just went about doing whatever they were doing. And for 120 years that Noah was building that ark, they made fun of him, belittled him, berated him, and they just, they were constantly after his sons and daughters. And 120 years the man went through that. And then when it came time and God said, Noah, it's time. And the animals had all gathered, collected in the ark. His family entered the ark. Noah pulled the, the, the ramp up, and God placed his hand on the ark and sealed it with his might and his authority and his sovereignty. And then they all came running saying, Wait, 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 wait. We're sorry. We didn't mean it. Too late. You had the opportunity. You were given the opportunity. But you thought it was more... Mm, You thought it was more uh, fun to be doing what you wanted to do, saying what you wanted to say, acting the way you wanted to act, and belittling Noah, berating God, and you rebuked the opportunity that Noah had given to all. So then the rains came down and the floods came up, and it was too late. So we know that God and Jesus had made a determination in heaven to provide us an opportunity through his love to save you, save me. Give us an eternal inheritance, an eternal inheritance to be heirs and joint heirs with Jesus in the kingdom of heaven. And it was at the cost of his son being crucified and dying and his blood shed. But then he raised him from the dead. Jesus was raised from the tomb. Raised from the tomb, returned to heaven on high. There's no reason to fear when God says that he is with us. He is with us and he will not leave nor forsake. Doesn't matter what comes our way. You must have faith in that. We're going to go back here. Now, Peter talked about that sovereignty in Acts. Now we're going to follow the rule of faith. We're going back to the front of the Bible. We're going to the book of Deuteronomy. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31 and B6, be strong and be of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Does that sound a little bit like something that's over in Isaiah and in the book of Joshua? Hmm. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with his people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it, is, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, and he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. God promised him then. He promised us then. He promises us now. It is that thing that God promised us, but it's through his love for us. He loves us. His love is so deep. It cannot be fathomed with our finite minds. There's just not any way. To try to figure it out. So we need to just simply stop trying to figure God out and just follow his leading. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You're not ever gonna figure God out. People ponder and wonder and they try to mathematically calculate this and that and thus and thus. You can't do it, it can't be done. His ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He provides us with a peace that passeth all understanding. His love is beyond our understanding. And in my other reading this morning, confirming what I just shared with you from one teacher, I go to another, and the first thing I see in there, it says, do not be afraid. I am with you. We have to hear and listen to, to God talk to us through the Holy Spirit when the Lord speaks. Peace be still. Oh, my restless heart. Your peace. Oh, still my restless heart. Thank you, Father God. He promises that. No matter what happens, he promises that he's never going to leave nor forsake. You understand that there's a difference between the two. If you don't, I'll be happy to explain So when somebody leaves, maybe you go to a party with somebody and you're together, you travel together, you share a cab or whatever, and that person decides to leave early or just go have a coffee with somebody else and doesn't mention to you and they just leave. Now, forsaking is when they take you into a tumultuous situation and you turn around for backup and your backup's not there. That's forsaking. When they take you into a situation that is difficult and hard, and then they just go. They don't respond, you call out, they're not there. And then of course, the chuckleheads that have you surrounded and about ready to pummel you are all laughing at you. Or maybe they weren't gonna do that, they were just going to make fun of you and belittle you, berate you, degrade you in front of others. And that person that came with you, they just didn't wanna be in the middle of that, so they just left. They're possibly still there, but they're not there with you. Now that's forsaking. And if you remember in the wording, I will never leave you or forsake you. So there's a difference in the two. God's not going to do either one, He's always with us. When we don't see Him, it's because we're not looking, and we don't hear Him, it's because we're not listening. Look to the Lord once your help cometh, and He's always there. You have to understand and just let it fill our hearts and our minds that that's why it says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. You have even in the midst of difficulty, there is a reason to rejoice and to be joyful. That's because God is with us. I love that. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember who it was. It was it Lauren Daigle? Another one, that young contemporary singer. I love her singing. Um, she takes part of the Psalms and she sings, Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, you need not fear. And people used to be fearful of death. And there are some who are still afraid of death. It's an, it's a great unknown, unless you have the Lord. And then it's a wonderful known. There is no reason. Jesus, our Lord, when he was crucified, went to the pit and wrested the keys from Satan. Didn't ask permission. Didn't ask him to give them to him. He took the keys. Our Lord, our sovereign Lord and Savior, is over death. He reigns over all things. That kind of perturbs Satan a little bit. So, of course, he, being agitated as he is, he tries very hard to keep us from attaining that goal, crossing the tape at the finish line, and receiving our crown, which we're told that we're all going to get those. It agitates him because we have no reason to fear death any longer. Shouldn't have really anyway, but it was an inevitable thing of our lives. But here it is, too, that God promises tomorrow to no man. It's not ours. The future is not ours unless we walk with the Lord. And the only thing that is sure about our future is that God walks with us and leads us through the Holy Spirit and that we have our eternal hope in Jesus who came and was crucified for me and whoever else will listen and believe and have faith and that we have our home is in heaven. This is not our home. I am reminding you again, I'm on a work visa here. I'm on a work visa that's been stamped by God that I'm here to do his business. This plane of existence is not my home. And it's a little disturbing, I let it go and I pray for these folks, but there are individuals that declare this to be their home and that they're gonna fight for their home. Well, that's all well and good, but you don't fight for your home because this is not our home. You wanna fight for something Let the Holy Spirit guide you into what you're supposed to be finding. We're in a spiritual warfare. The physicality of this earth is not our home. This is a temporal existence. It's going to decay. It's going to fall away. Ultimately, and we will be in heaven. And that God has declared this. We don't need to be afraid of it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And to the end, we are met at the entry of our death, our physicality here. We are carried to the gates of heaven and we are met there. Our Lord is with us always. But it's also a difficult thing to do because it's gotten pretty pathetic, actually. Uh, you know, I can remember when there was a lot of you know watching news and everything, and and this was before social media, and, and uh, you know, and that's kind of a that's kind of an oxymoron in reality because it's not really social media; it's just blah blah media, and there's so much negativity that comes out from it. People trolls. They get on there, they call them trolls. Now, they even have terms for these individuals. You have trolls that get on and they have nothing better to do than stir up argumentation, derisiveness between folks and they just make fun of people. And they're not doing any, uh, they're not doing any uh, malware, they're not putting viruses, they're just causing hatred. They're causing derisiveness. They're just looking to have an argument. They want somebody, they fish for things. When you make a comment that somebody will come back and they'll say something so obnoxious and belittle you and degrade you, those are trolls. They're not looking to do any kind of viruses or anything bad to your computer or your telephone per se. They're just looking to be argumentative. That's it. Those are trolls. And then, of course, you have the spammers and those that look to inflict... Damaged by either malware and putting viruses in there. And then you have the scammers who are looking to just take whatever they can get from anybody. If they get you to foolishly walk into their trap. And then they take all your personal information, your account information. They start robbing you. And let me explain this to you too. These individuals are very good at what they do. They can make a site look so realistic. I got an email yes I posted about it. Put out a warning. It looks so real and so authentic. I contacted security at my bank, which is normally what I do. I don't, I don't click onto the phone numbers. I don't click onto the IP addresses that they put into a link for you. As soon as you do that, you are done. You have the virus is now inf- infected your, your phone or your computer or whatever you did with it. And everything that is tied to your system is now infected. But these scammers, scammers, spammers, and that's all they do. That's all they're looking to do is get what they can get. So this social media thing and the news, they used to watch news and there used to be good news that would come on. Yeah, they were reporting on all the stuff. And sadly, with the way that it is in the world of mammon, is that bad news sells. And actually, that's a famous saying from a... Who said that? Was that William Randolph Hearst? One of those big man gates that uh, owns, owned a bunch of newspapers and wealthy beyond. <laughs> so they said bad news sells. But we used to get good news, and not on this social media thing. It's relentless. Relentlessly, that's all they do is report on Bad things that are happening, bad news in this country, bad news here. Oh, the BLM this, the LGBTQ XMNR alphabet folks, they this and this and that. And things are going back and forth. And look at all this stuff to our children. And, and you know, the government can't do this. The government can't. And they just constantly are pushing and hounding derisiveness, separation, hatred. it's It's just... I saw one that absolutely broke my heart. I was looking for some things that some friends had put on and I saw this one and and this organization it had a black police officer was trying to trying to talk and explain to these women who were uh, from the BLM organization and they were Blocking intersections and roadways at it, right at the intersection, so nobody could get through, so he stopped and was trying to talk to him. and the words that came spewing out of this woman's mouth was like sewage. I mean, goodness gracious, I hope she didn't kiss her mother with that mouth, but it was just absolute spewing trash, and she was declaring to this and hollering loudly. To the whatever whoever was watching that their 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 mantra and declaring that police lives don't matter, Whew. and that was on social media news. So praying over that. I mean, it's um, when the truth is known and the truth comes out but the the so-called the so-called social media is relentless in their bad news you get it for breakfast lunch and dinner and sometimes it can just make one absolutely putridly sick to look at all these things and and it's a wonder that it's a wonder that God has not decided to go now really but there's an opportunity that he's trying to give everyone. And even those people, that woman and those women, that they, these were females, and just the filth coming out of their mouth. It was, man. I remember growing up that women didn't used to speak like that. What, a, what a, an ill command of the English language to have to resort to that post, but they still deserve prayer, and the opportunity to repent and go to heaven. They still deserve that opportunity. They're still part of God's creation. And I do, because that's what we're told to do. What we agree or disagree with on this plane of existence doesn't matter. What does matter is that God has said that they all must be prayed for and given the opportunity to hear the word, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to be given the opportunity to repent and go to heaven. And so I shall, and so they will. And if they choose still not to, then that's on them. Just like it says in John three sixteen, If they choose not to believe, they choose not to have faith, they choose not to accept, then, then they condemn themselves. God does not condemn. But rather than this news that we get from the so-called media stations, the so-called responsible journalism, which does not exist rarely, and it's a rarity to find responsible journalism anymore. You have to be very discerning. But where we get our news from, our import directions, is the Word of God. The Bible is our way, it is our instruction manual, it is our truth. This is the import. Ah, the Holy Spirit just drew my eyes here in the book of Daniel 13 and 14. I saw in the night visions and behold, one like unto the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days. And they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory, and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. The kingdom of heaven shall not be destroyed, and we come to worship the Lord. He came and died for me so the lord is always always with us never leaving us and even though you know i have shared this with you too when you have so many that say what if, what if, what if, what if, I don't, you know, what if I can, not what if I can, what if I can, what if this, what if, and even though it does, the God is with us, he's promised to be with us, what if, even if, we have the sovereign God is with us, our Lord has promised to be with us, As He told, as he told us when he was speaking to the 12, he was speaking to me, I will be with you to the end of the age. I hold on to that. And even more so, I am I, so glad that my walk has changed from what it was to what it is. and he, and that that happened in between to what was and what is is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And you can be in faith absolutely sure of your destination. And the Lord will hold us by his steady, strong, righteous right hand. And after our walk through life, he takes us into glory. And remember I shared with you in the, uh, <laughs> when the when the disciples were with Jesus and and on the Sea of Galilee. And you know, Galilee's got a... uh, Galilee, the Sea of Galilee has a reputation. It will stir up at a... I mean, you'd be out there and it was a beautiful calm day and the next thing, kind of like uh, in the state of Texas, 10 minutes of weather would change. So the saying goes, every 10 minutes it changes, so it doesn't matter. Something new is going to happen with the weather. Well, the Sea of Galilee was like that. It just the weather changes. And so when Jesus got done teaching and he was on there he um and the disciples sent the multitude away and Jesus entered a boat and they that were with him and, and the teaching and all that, they got into some other boats and, and he got into one. And a a wind just came up. And the waves were rocking the boat. And it was filling the boat with water. And Jesus went to the back of the ship. And he went to sleep. And after all the things that they saw him do and what he was capable of, and they woke him up, they said, "Carest thou not that we perish? He rose and he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. The wind stopped and it was a great calm. And Jesus turned and said to them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Oh, excuse me, have you not been seeing what Jesus is about, his healing, his touching, and his declaration to be the Son of God, the Messiah? And you have to ask, What manner of man is this? Uh, it's... um. <laughs> And there are even, there are those that are the same way today. Their face is nowhere to be seen, acted upon, shared with, shared by anyone there. It just doesn't seem to be there. And we're going to go back again back and forth in the in the Word of God. Rule of faith, to and fro, front to back, regula fidele. The rule of faith that you travel through this Word of God. And I've shared this with you before, in the rule of faith that Jesus is seen throughout the Bible. It's that Jesus' gospel is not solely the New Testament. The New Testament is predominantly his walking on this earth and his crucifixion. But Jesus was visible through the entire Bible. In the words of the prophets, Jesus was there. He appeared to Joshua. He appeared to Nebuchadnezzar. Was recognized by his authority that preceded him. And he was made visible in visions to Daniel referenced him as the son of man taken before the ancient of days. Who is the ancient of days? That is the Lord God. Sovereign Lord God Almighty, the ancient of days. And this is Psalm 46 to the chief musician for the sons of Korah, a song upon Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with a the swelling thereof. Selah. There is a river The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. God is in sovereign control of everything. Though the mountains shake, though there, there there's roaring waters from the oceans and that things are quaking about, things that there will be that others will see to be fearful of. Fear not. Fear not, for God is with us and promises to be with us always. Nothing to be afraid of. And even when you go into the midst of these things. And you have David writes again in another his poem, his psalms, and he writes in seventy three twenty three and twenty four. Actually, twenty three and twenty five. and probably even more. (laughs) Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all my, thy works. So David's declaration. A disciple. And what he's talking about those that wander far off is that they have chosen their way. They have chosen to go against God's teachings and against his will that they would share the word and be truthful and share the truth and knowledge and wisdom that comes from him. They choose not to. They choose not to, which many do here. They don't want to believe. They don't want to hear. They don't want to listen. This truth that I bring, it comes from the Lord. It comes from his word. Holy Spirit. This is not about me. This is not about my putting myself into position to be over and above anything at all. I am not. I am just a man. But the difference is that I choose to be about my father's business. I choose to walk that walk. And I choose to have faith in God I pray for you on my going out and my coming in. Until that last breath that I draw by the grace of God and his will, I will be sharing his word. I will be sharing his truth. The Bible is given to us to be our guide, our instruction manual, our road atlas through our walk in life, all of these things. Remember the rule of faith to travel from the front cover to the back cover. Go back again because the word is intertwined. I've shared that with you countless times and shown it to you. Just have faith in the truth of the Lord God Almighty, sovereign over all things. Have a great day. You're in my prayers, my going out, my coming in for my brothers and sisters who have already decided to accept Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the light. And for those of you that are not sure, I pray that you make a decision, you choose, so that we can be reunited once in heaven. The Bible tells us that we're going to know one another. It'll be there. Have a great day.